Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football. We're right here on the early line. Tower number two on SportsGrid. I'm Kevin Walsh joined by Donnie Wright Tide. We've got a game. The NFL Hall of Fame game is today. Week one of the preseason or week zero of the preseason. I guess week zero, just like college football. I like that. The Raiders are favored at a two and a half number on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Your money line is minus 142. The total is eye popping at 29 and a half. A low, low number. No Trevor Lawrence. No Travis Etienne, no stars, really, is the expectation for the entirety of this football game. You see the numbers here, DRS, with Jacksonville and Vegas, and they weren't the initial opening numbers, okay? This is moved in Vegas's favor quite a bit. At one point, touched a three, dropped down. People very excited about Vegas. I don't know if they initially thought numbers were being presented with a Trevor Lawrence appearance, but people are in on Vegas, and the total has been dropping 33.5 and 32.5, now sitting at 29.5, weather-related or just perhaps people thinking about the Hall of Fame game and the lack of talent that will likely be out there on the field. How do we set it up? Game one of the NFL season, but not really. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have a lot of bad quarterback play tonight, which is why that 29 and a half shows up. And also a lot of vanilla schemes, which means, hey, run a five yard out, run a slant, hand the football off. Let's see the time clock move down. Let's get in and out without injuries, because the favorite here being the Las Vegas Raiders. Why? Because Nick Mullins might play a little bit. Jared Stidham might play. How about Chase Garbers entering into the game? Well, that shows me a lot. And also one of my favorite things when you take a look at the opening night, because everybody's excited. People will bet this football game, even though you have no idea idea who's playing at what time who cares and what's going on but still it's a game to bet on when you click more wagers on the FanDuel Sportsbook and it basically gives you the same screenshot that you just looked at where it's minus two and a half minus 142 favorite and a 29 and a half that tells you about the booking prowess of this game and why you probably shouldn't be laying your mortgage payment down Kevin on this <laughs> Hall of Fame game opening night on a Thursday now I mean lay your mortgage no Get in the mix. I mean, we absolutely, I mean, you must, right? I mean, now, now where are the player props here, right? I mean, can we get Punk Jake Luton over under yards? I mean, we, I mean, what, what's the deal? Right? We need to travel to the alternate universe and find some real good stuff to get in the mix with. I, I'll mention maybe the overall, you know, preseason nature in a minute. 
But that 29 and a half, the expert, you're, you're our resident weather guy, so you can tell me kind of yeah. what you're seeing in the forecast. But I just want people to know, last year's game, 16-3, right? Well under the mark. Mm-hmm. So people might say, oh, okay, low-scoring football. What about the year before that? The year before it was canceled. All right, well, what about the year before that? 14 to 10 Denver. Ah, everything's low scoring. The two years prior are over. There is not some super consistent Hall of Fame game trend that tells you these games are sub 30. Now, the the totals are going to be low because we're not out there scoring 50. That's not how these things work out, right? But this is a total that has dropped four points. To be honest with you, now, again, it's a standalone game. It is the first type of NFL football people can bet. So it's not surprising to see line movement and engagement and excitement from people. But still, four points of movement on a preseason game is very surprising. So I'm curious what the weather tells you. Let me make sure the radio audience is in the mix here on a Thursday morning. The NFL Hall of Fame game, Kevin Walsh, Donnie Wright side of the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. How bad slash impactful does the weather look to be for tonight's Hall of Fame game, of course, in Canton, Ohio? Yeah, take a look. There is some precipitation in the forecast starting later on in the afternoon around 3 o'clock and, quite frankly, goes throughout the evening. Now, how heavy it rains, we don't know. But typically, Kevin, we look at games in the NFL and say, hey, rain in the forecast, wind in the forecast, that's going to have a negative aspect on scoring. I'm not so sure if that's the case here, because if we have two teams that are looking to go with vanilla schemes as is, wouldn't it be nice to throw some rain in there for some turnovers, some red zone turnovers in the opposite Mm. direction here, and maybe some funny business? Maybe that actually helps out. But if you're looking for scoring tonight and getting involved, I don't think it's going to take place. But for the first time in a long time, I'm looking at rain going, yeah, might actually help the over tonight with some ridiculous turnovers around midfield. And... To me, sometimes there's something to buying the bottom, right? We know that there are people out there who love the idea of middles. I promise you there are people out there who have over 29 and a half and under 33 and a half, and they're looking for to, to land somewhere in, in that sweet spot. There, I promise you those people are out there. But there is something to buying the bottom. See, we have almost all of the first, you know, kind of opening slate of preseason games listed on the FanDuel Sportsbook right now. 34, 34, 33, 33 and a half, a 35. Commanders, Panthers, apparently they're going to go wild with a 36 and a half. But again, this is a number way off the typical platform here. If I'm getting involved with the Hall of Fame game, no surprise. I'm going over the 29 and a half. Yeah. And maybe rightfully so, because how bad could it be? It, yeah, it could be 14 to 3 at the end of this one. We could be looking at in the second quarter a live total for this game at 17 and a half. It could happen here. Mm-hmm. But as simple as it is for the offense can't run and the defense is ahead of the offense at this time and the quarterback play is bad, teams still blow coverages. Teams still fumble punt returns. Crazier things can happen, and you don't say, hey, I got to stay under 46 and a half. No. It's 29 and a half. My goodness. That's sometimes the total for a first half in some of these NFL games. Talk some more Jags next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know the Hall of Fame game isn't going to feature the superstars. I want to take a chance to talk about some of the Jags player props that we have on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And see if there's any juice. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, is a guy that will be a major talking point going into his sophomore season. I was involved, by the way, with Trevor Lawrence and his year one passing prop total to the over. Big expectations. Figured they even if they were losing a bunch, Trevor Lawrence would be able to fire away. Everything in Jacksonville was bad. The number in his sophomore season is lower than the number I bet over in his rookie year. Bad bet out of me. Hand up. It is what it is. But it doesn't going, it's not going to stop me from being very interested in Trevor Lawrence. The two numbers right now are on Lawrence and his new wide receiver and probable number one, Christian Kirk. Trevor Lawrence's passing yards prop right now is at 3,800 and a half yards. Christian Kirk's receiving total is at 800 and a half Let's stick with Lawrence here. What do you make of that over-under for the passing yards number? And really, what are your year two expectations for him? I think that's low. I think the number is actually very low at this point because you're taking a look at the maturation process of a quarterback on a bad football team that didn't get much of a boost from his coaching staff. Doug Peterson comes into town. has been known to handle younger quarterbacks like Carson Wentz and have them play at an MVP level in a very friendly offense, which they're probably going to institute the RPOs, which will work great with Trevor Lawrence. Has some great feet, can certainly run for some yards. We'll see what his maybe rushing prop is down the line as well. But last year, thrown for Mm. 3,600 yards, and he wasn't all that good, Kevin. Like, this wasn't like, hey, you know what? He missed five games, and these are the numbers he put up. No, he played in 17 games. So we're only anticipating him going up. And also, what are you getting out of the Jacksonville Jaguars? If you take a look at that division, Houston Texans, eh, they're probably going to fight with them to be the bottom dwellers, per se, because I do think that the Titans and or the Colts are going to end up winning that division. But that also leads me to believe that in the fourth quarter, you're going to be down in a lot of those football games, and you can put up numbers. Also, let's take a look at the second year here for Trevor Lawrence, and what do we anticipate as a player? He's going to play all 17. Barring injuries, we always have to say, we're not anticipating anything catastrophic. He'll play 17 games. 
because Doug Peterson, that organization, needs to find out if Trevor Lawrence is the truth. I think he is. He was just in a bad spot last year. So the arrow is only pointing up for me. There's no point at this season. In week 13, if Trevor Lawrence is struggling a little bit, Doug Peterson is going to go to the bench. This is their guy, sink or swim. He'll play 17 games. I love him to throw for close to 4,000, if not more than 4,000 yards this year. I think it just makes sense. I, I think it's a good point you bring up as well, that he wasn't too far off the number last year and was largely and I think accurately labeled as playing really bad football. Now, again, everything that they had going on in Jacksonville was a mess all season long, but the talent is still there. You can tell that this isn't a guy and we'll, I guess, find out over time, but I don't think this is a guy that everybody got wrong. We knew it as soon as he walked on to Clemson, he was the dude. He proved it every step of the way at Clemson. And while I know everything wasn't perfect in Jacksonville, you could still see those flashes. And I'll say this as well. One of the odd things about that season-long number from last year, that opening game against the Texans, he threw the ball 51 times for 332 yards. I mean, I was sitting there, man, easy peasy. Like, this is exactly what we were looking for. He only had 300 yards passing one more time. They lost every game. How that's possible is just, again, really, really a bad coaching setup. Doug Peterson is a monster upgrade. Probably the single biggest upgrade you can go from because Urban Meyer has a legitimate case as the worst coach the NFL has ever seen, and Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl. So what that means for Trevor Lawrence is just such a positive outlook. We don't have a season-long passing touchdown number on Lawrence. It is one, though, that I hope we get at some point. Because you and I last year love to talk about the fact that, because week one he did have multiple touchdowns, he did not have a multi-touchdown game until the last week of the season where they upset the Indianapolis Colts. It was a bunch of ones and actually even more zeros. Over 17 games, 12 touchdowns to 17 interceptions. Is his touchdown number 20 and a half, we think, maybe? For year number two, or, or is that a bridge too far? No, I, I think if it's 20 and a half, I'm going over as well. We're talking about an NFL mm. team with 17 games where the quarterback's going to play all 17, barring an injury yeah. here. We're not in a look-see where it's like, hey, Kevin, I don't know what we're going to get. He might be up and getting a suspension here. We don't know it. Let's just mm-hmm. take a flyer on this. If you're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars outcome, and let's just say they win six games this year, Trevor Lawrence played in all 17 games. And quite frankly, I don't think Doug Peterson is going to say, we're going to run the hell out of the football and not let our young quarterback sling it around. The goal this season for the Jaguars is to A, improve. We get that. But B, put Trevor Lawrence in the best chance to succeed and let him get some easy throws off. It'll be surprising to me if he goes through the season, Kevin, with 3,500 passing yards, 16 touchdowns. Then we're saying like, man, We thought this was a generational guy, and he's just an average guy. Now we might be looking to the future for another quarterback. I don't see it. I see a big year for Trevor Lawrence, even if the Jaguars don't have a big year wins and losses-wise. And I know that that number will seem low, 20-and-a-half, but just for reference, 18-and-a-half fields is posted, 21-and-a-half for Lance, and 20-and-a-half for Zach Wilson. They're not going to be posting some 25-and-a-half here on Trevor Lawrence. They can't. It, it just it just it would be too surprising to me to see that number come in. You guys know I'm interested in the Jags, uh, even if it's a small spot. I still have a, a bet on them to win the Super Bowl. 
hoping for value to materialize over the course of the season. I like a lot of the things that they did. One of the things that I liked that they did that I know a lot of people hated at the time was bring in Christian Kirk. And I had the chance to speak to Tony Khan here on the network, who's very involved with everything going on in Jacksonville. And kind of something that, that he said is they are very confident in the talent that Christian Kirk provides, and they're even more emboldened with how the wide receiver market started to shape up as free agency continued. And you could argue that they were maybe the first domino to fall that led to Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown going to new football teams and D.K. Metcalf and Debo Samuel needing to hold out for new contracts there. You need elite wide receiver talent in the NFL, and that's what they're hoping Christian Kirk can be. And at the minimum, Donnie, he's going to be the number one option. We're talking about 4,000 yards for Trevor Lawrence, 800 and a half yards for Christian Kirk. Boy, all the numbers we've gone over already to start our season, this one really jumps off of the page for me. Last year's number one wide receiver, Marvin Jones, in 17 games, had 832 yards. And again, that's with Trevor Lawrence going well under expectation. I'm very interested in Christian Kirk here coming into his first year in Jacksonville. Yeah, he got a lot of money, but he's certainly not an under-the-radar guy. Say what you want about the year-to-year and how much he got, and it was the explosion of the start of the explosion of the wide receiver market. Kevin, two times in his first four years in the NFL, 108 targets in 2019, and then he also had 103 targets in 2021. So it's not as if he's one of those guys that runs a couple routes a game and never sees the football and say, well, he's just a fast guy. We use him to take the top off of the defense. That's not the case here. And also, let's remind ourselves, Kyler Murray does have a big arm. Trevor Lawrence has a bigger arm than Kyler Murray. And if I'm a wide receiver and I know that I can sprint full speed 40 yards and be like, man, I better slow down because my quarterback can't hit me this deep. Trevor Lawrence can really air it out. It'll be interesting to see the deep routes here that you take because all it takes, Kevin, as we say, sitting back on a Sunday, watching red zone, they're on their own 25-yard line, that ball's in the air. Kirk goes for 75 yards, 80 yards Mm -hmm. plus here. Those add up quickly. That number again at 800 yards, if we're looking at Trevor Lawrence's, again, they're going to be down in the fourth quarter. That helps the quarterback Mm -hmm. and the wide receiver core. 800 seems like a cheap price here again. He plays 17 games. He'll get 100 targets. He should hit that number. 100 percent he really does jump off the page i know his 982 yards last year with arizona doesn't necessarily translate uh in the same way because different situation different quarterback different role i I understand all of that but again 800 and a half for what we are anticipating being a team's number one option is incredibly low especially if we're agreeing and certainly donnie and i are that you're going to see a much improved trevor lawrence going into year number two Major League Baseball preview is up next. A lot of games to take down here on a Thursday slate. Keep it right here. It's the early line on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Major League Baseball preview time on the early line. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright's out here on this Thursday morning on Sports Grid. Make sure you're checking in with everything that we've got going on here at Sports Grid. You can find us on Twitter. It's at Sports Grid, at Sports Grid TV, at Sports Grid Radio. Donnie's at Right Side VP. I'm at V Kevin Walsh. I'm not not to be confused with the real Kevin Walsh. Obviously, a lot of imposters out there. We know how that goes. We're in the game though, DRS. We're feeling good here on a Thursday morning. Yeah, you know what? He just gave me a real good idea for after this show. So stay tuned here on uh, some Twitter topics here. So thank you for that. You know what? We we need that to to huh. not take place and you to take a nap, get uh. busy, or maybe your favorite move, just forget. Which, <laughs> hey, hey, Donnie, why don't we advertise Moneyline for a minute? We got a great producer, JP, gets in the mix mm-hmm. with us. He gives out a pick daily. Why don't you tell the people what his pick was yesterday? I don't know if it won, but it, well, I told you I'd remember this. It was MLS. Yeah. But the key indicator uh-huh. here with MLS bets, apparently with the FanDuel Sportsbook, <laughs> no matter what bet you have, you win. I love it. I love MLS betting. Hey, I'm pretty, yeah, J, JP found a market where uh, win, lose, or, or draw, at worst yeah. case, you'll get your money Plus back, I, I believe, is, is, is how they drew it up for him. He actually, he bet uh, Nashville SC, draw, no bet, and the game did end in a draw, so... Uh, it, it, it essentially was a whole lot of Amazing. nothing, but he was in the yeah. mix. It is pretty good, though, Never that you lose. do remember his uh, F1 plays, his mm-hmm. soccer plays. He bets a yep. baseball total. He might as well no be shot. speaking a foreign language to you. About. Uh, but no it is shot. what it is. Let's keep this train rolling. It's Pirates Brewers here, and it's a big-time number on Milwaukee, who's struggling right now. Uh, lost to Boston and is now followed up with losing the first two games here to Pittsburgh, and it's a minus 255 number. Looking for them to bounce back while the total here in Pittsburgh is an eight. Maybe some more love for the Pirates. What are you seeing? Yeah, hot day here in the least of the East Coast per se. I know Pittsburgh's a little bit out there, but if we take a look, Milwaukee has been scoring runs. I don't care if they win this game. Minus 255, I'm not going to pay that price. Quite frankly, I don't even want the over eight because I do think if we're taking a look at Woodruff, he can have a good start against this Pittsburgh Pirates offense. But I'm looking more towards the Milwaukee Brewers offense at this time against right-handed pitching here. And and Thompson's going to be on the mound. Let's take a look at his XFIP number, Kevin, over the last 30 days. 5.38K percentage under 12%, which means like base runners will be out there, at least balls in play. But also, 36 batters that this right-hander has faced over the past 30 days, a weighted on base percentage close to 400 with an ISO power of 258. You'll get at least four left-handed batters in the lineup. But as a whole, this group that we're anticipating being in the lineup for the Brewers, outside of Christian Yelich, it's kind of crazy. 
that he lines up with a 140 ISO power number against right-handed pitching over the past 30 days. Every other player has at least a 172 ISO power number or higher. I think the Milwaukee Brewers were hit today. You get nine guaranteed at-bats. Nice sunny day out in Pittsburgh. I'll go ahead and take them. Let's think the, you know, minus 250 too much for me. Team total, not too much for me. They'll score runs and win today. Not bad. I will say on Woodruff, he, he has thrown a ridiculous 22 innings already this season uh, with four starts against this Pirates team to the tune of a 2.86 ERA. So he has had success with them. If you're expecting some juice here, could you try and get involved with a first five run line? Problem is one of the more expensive numbers here at plus 108 on a one and a half. So you have to go really above the board here if you're looking to get involved in the first five innings with Woodruff. So uh, looking to get creative, maybe that Brewers team total is just the best option on the board. Dodgers, Giants, once again. Man, oh man. I mean, the Giants got to be tired of playing this team, right? I mean, they have to be just absolutely exhausted playing this group. Minus 220 today. Again, it's not just seven consecutive wins. It's seven consecutive wins on the run line as well. And it's in different variations. 8-2-1 game, 3-0 yesterday. It's a big-time number on the Dodgers, as you would anticipate. And the run line's expensive as well. I can't imagine you are going to tell me that there's value on the Giants right now. No, there's not. And like Rocky Four, right? You had Apollo Creed and Drago fight it out. Rocky and the boys. On the, throw in the towel. That's what it feels like here. The San Francisco Giants are saying, we don't want to play the Dodgers. Quite frankly, we don't want to play the rest of the season, it seems, because we didn't get any help from our front office. And I don't know if help's going to be on the way today, because if we take a look at Jacob Junis here, formerly of the Royals, an exit close to five over the past 30 days. He struggled, Kevin, against left-handed batters to the tune of a 409 weighted on base percentage. Why is that important? We're looking at about six left lefties in the lineup today for those Los Angeles Dodgers to do some damage. And also keep in mind, it's a 345 afternoon start, which means it's 1245 out on the West Coast. It'll feel like they're playing in Las Vegas, the difference between the daytime temperatures and the nighttime feel for out at San Francisco. So I think we're going to get some runs for the Giants, excuse me, against the Giants. But at the same time, you're right about this. Is anybody saying contrarian value? Let me just take the Giants today. I can't see it happening. It, well, it's t- it's... I can't, like, you could have sold me on it, but not when you're telling me that you're looking for a team total over on the Dodgers, right? Like, the the situation has to line up here. Now, look, we know it's baseball and and things, you know, can occasionally fall apart when when it maybe looks all too easy. I I know we've seen that plenty of times, but, man, it's as if the Dodgers are taking out just, like, otherworldly frustration at times on this Giants team. Seven consecutive wins against the San Francisco Giants, all covered on the run line. If you're a trend better, if you were, for whatever reason, you've been on this, you just lay the run and a half again and live with the results. What's the worst case scenario? You're seven and one. So something again to follow there as the Dodgers uh, continue to really uh, play fantastic baseball. They, by the way, just to quickly, they do have baseball's best record now. Like, the Yankees felt like they had it and, like, with distance for a while. They have a two-game lead on the New York Yankees. Like, like they've jumped the Yankees in run differential. Like, this is what they do. I, like, it's so impressive to me. They, they, they somehow win, like, 70% of their baseball games, and it's not even always in particularly, 
impressive, jaw-dropping fashion. Like, they really are so deserving, Donnie, just to mention, like, of being World Series favorites. Even if they don't always cross that finish line, they are clearly the most reliable team in baseball. Absolutely, and that's why you can take a look at a game here at 8.32 Eastern and say to yourself, yeah, I'll just take the team total over for the Dodgers. Donnie, you don't yeah. know for sure what lineup we're getting. It doesn't matter. Everybody is good on this baseball yeah. team, and I do see Joey Gallo maybe anticipated being the eight hole in the lineup today. You know what that means, Kevin. First pitch he sees, whack, splashdown out in McCovey Cove. Here comes Joey Gallo. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you, he's going to request a trade. He's going to go, he's, can I play in your minor league farm system or something, please? Enough of the madness. I can't believe he went from spotlight to spotlight. Uh, Angels Athletics, my goodness. You want to talk about, what happened to Paul Blackburn? I don't understand. Like, wasn't he having an unreal season? What, like, did he find out he was going to be in the All-Star game and enough's enough? Pitching to the yeah. tune of a 4-5, uh, 4-1-5 ERA now. Angels are throwing, <laughs> it's too easy, right? Starter's last name, Junk. I mean, it, it, the yeah. jokes write themselves. I'll, I'll just kind of lay out for that one there. What are you doing here in this uh, AL West matchup? Yeah, junk in the trunk out here pitching. So we'll see what happens. But also, <laughs> talk about junk in the trunk. Look at both of these lineups here, K-Dub. Oh There's a lot of junk in the trunk out here. Riddle me this. 407 no. Eastern. Are people leaving work early? Hey, you know what, man? I got to catch that Oakland Angels game today. Absolutely not. Just take a look at like, and you're right with Blackburn. One of those things would say, hey, man, if I pitch really well, I'm probably going to be out of here. I like my house. I want to stay in the area. Let me sort of fold up a little bit. That's what he's done over the past 30 days, Kevin. 43 batters that he's faced from the right-hand side. 471 weighted on base percentage. So everybody's getting a free pass. But as I say that here, we don't know if Otani's going to be in the lineup or not today. It's actually predicting that they have a spot open if it wants to be Otani, if that makes sense. But take a look at this. Rangifo, Ward, Walsh, Moniak, Suzuki, Velasquez, and Sierra. I'm going to read Hold this on. to you because this doesn't eat, this doesn't make sense. Go ahead. What do you got to say before I let it rip? Where what number did you just have Mickey Moniak batting? Mickey Moniak Where in the is sixth he hole today. Yeah. That's too high. That's, that, that's about four. That's about four that's spots touches. too high. Now hold on a minute. He's batting six. Six. Maybe How I would love to put so him in the cleanup hole. See what you can do, kid. Look yeah. at the ISO power numbers. Again, sometimes you struggle out oh, only have eight at bats against left-handed pitching. We're talking about a right-handed pitcher over the last 30 days. I'm gonna read you the ISO power number, which tells you what they're doing at the plate, right? Singles, bloop singles, but typically power guys. You have some guys on there. Yeah. Rangifo. 070, Ward, 075, Walsh, 073, Moniac, 0, Suzuki, 063, Velasquez, 0, Sierra, 0. It, it doesn't even compute or make sense. This isn't a single A ball club that you're bringing to the plate here. So if we're saying like Otani sits this one out, nobody can get it out of the infield today for the Angels? How did it go so poorly for them? The the team total today uh, for the Angels is a four. To be honest with you as well, like that Blackburn ERA, like going into the All-Star game, and by the way, he wasn't even pitching well going in. He entered July with a sub-three ERA. His first yeah. game post-break, he went four and a third and gave up ten runs. That is how awful this athletics baseball team is, is that they left a quote-unquote ace, their All-Star, right before the deadline out there to die on the mound for some reason against the Texas Rangers. He, he five scoreless innings in his next start there to be like, you have to go right underneath the team total today 
for the Angels, even if Otani's in the, what's he going to do? Hit, hit five solo shots. Like, what are you even worried about? Now, hold on a minute. Now, I, where's the, the Mickey Moniac two-plus bags prop? I mean, stop oh, holding out on me here, FanDuel. Plus one. 160. I mean, <laughs> 10 to 1. What's his home run prop? Can he here? get I minus mean, bags? Can you get a minus <laughs> bags for this guy? I mean, Mike, well, number one overall pick. Return <laughs> to home hit two home cap. runs. Oh, man. Shout out Mickey Moniac, man. More baseball preview after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back with you here on Sports Cribs. We continue preview today's baseball slate. We're back with the San Diego Sotos, Padres, Rockies, minus 290 on San Diego. Total here seven and a half, which that total is very correlated to the run line. A minus 290 favorite. And then you kind of make that move towards the the run line there. I don't know. The minus 130 surprised me a little bit. I thought it might be a a little more expensive. But nevertheless, maybe some respect being offered up to a Kyle Freeland. Where are you landing here on this Padres-Rockies game? This is expensive. And we talk about, Kevin, once again, like that tax moving forward where teams that aren't in it anymore, like the Colorado Rockies versus teams going for it, like the San Diego Padres. What would this number have been just like two short weeks ago? Certainly not minus 290 as it's showing up now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. But seven and a half, though, to be honest with you, Kevin, seems a little bit low here. We look at the offense for the San Diego Pirates, excuse me, San Diego Padres. It's supercharged now. It really is. So if they're going to get a bump regardless of what pitcher they're going up against because the infusion of talent is re- talent is ridiculous. What's going to take place when they get to T-SPAC, we'll see. But let's also look at Musgrove. Now, sometimes you find yourself looking at the Colorado Rockies statistics and taking them with a grain of salt. Why? Because they're not in Colorado. They're actually in a true pitcher's ballpark out in San Diego against a decent pitcher. But you try to find that underlying value. If you take a look at Joe Musgrove over the past 30 days, Kevin, an XFIP of 4.5. 
2.71, which is elevated. But if we take a look at how he handles left-handed batters, he's dominant. A 2.28 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 0.43. That's fantastic. But in the lineup today, as we're anticipating, maybe two or three left-handed batters. The rest will be coming from the right-hand side. And why is that important? Musgrove's actually struggled over the past 30 days with a weighted on base percentage of 367, the righties, and an ISO of 250. If you can take a look at this game and say Colorado can get to three runs, they're going to get the total in this game. So instead of me laying that minus 290 or taking a look at saying, boy, I need the Colorado Rockies to show up with that plus 235, maybe that seven mm-hmm. and a half makes sense. Because I don't know if it's one of those games where you say, oh, Colorado just drew dead. They scored one run. But even if they do, like that offense for the Padres really starts to jump off the page now with Soto and Bell. I think we're headed for an over in this game out in San Diego. Not bad. Uh, I like to hear there's some juice and maybe some provided by Manny yeah. Machado, who we talked about in hour number one. Yesterday, a multi-hit game, three hits. Uh, with Soto now in front of him, two-plus bases uh, for Machado is plus 100. If you like to go off of that, you know, pitcher, hitter uh, history, he's had good numbers against Freeland, and over half of those hits have actually been doubles. So the chance to get that uh, in one swing of the bat, obviously, would be enticing. Noah Syndergaard's Philadelphia debut is coming up here. L- wow. I mean, if this doesn't speak to where the Nationals are, though. Like, this is not, again, like New York Mets long-flowing, peak-of-his-powers Noah Syndergaard here. Minus 235 on the fills. Boy, is my initial reaction to just <laughs> feel like you you grab a little 2-1 to one on the Nats and live with the result here. Total's a 9, so the expectation is runs. What are you doing with this one? Yeah, 94 degrees at first pitch tonight in Philadelphia. Wind blowing out. This sounds like we could get some runs here tonight. Now, Noah Syndergaard's going to be excited pitching in Philadelphia. It's not as if he's never pitched in Citizens Bank Park. He has. But also, keep keep in mind here, past two games here for the Nationals where you're trying to take a look at where this team stinks and what they can do. They've actually scored a little bit on offense here, which is interesting because if you look at their overall numbers, even over the last 30 days, it's been pretty dreadful here for that organization. There's not a lot to love and a lot of guys you've never heard of will be in that lineup so maybe the perfect jumping off point for Syndergaard but keep in mind also Syndergaard's exit over the past 30 days is approaching five struggles a little bit with left-handed batters which you're going to get a couple in the lineup tonight Garcia Hernandez Ruiz Hernandez again and Palacios that's at least five left-handed batters that you're looking at but my perspective is going to come from this game for the Philadelphia Phillies as I said Great hitting conditions. Paolo Espino on the mound today. An exit approaching six over the past 30 days. A strikeout percentage here, which we know the Phillies tend to strike out at times. Only 16%. Lefties, Kevin, a 333 weighted on base percentage. Righties, a 434 over the past 30 days. I think we get runs in Philadelphia. Rooting as myself for a good start out of Noah Syndergaard. But if I'm just trying to be, you know, saying mm-hmm. what makes the most sense, a Phillies team total for me probably does. Bad bullpen on the Nationals, bad starting pitcher, hitting conditions here. Schwarber goes yard. You know that tonight. And off they go. Mm, Schwarber setting the deck there, obviously, would be nice to yeah. see. Plus 215 number on him. Yep. Uh, speaking of a plus number, Syndergaard's over four and a half Ks. is plus 112. Uh, he's at mm. five plus in five of his last six starts. Now, the Nationals uh, strike out very, very uh, minimal compared to the most of baseball. Uh, bottom, you know, top five and not striking out. But I do anticipate Syndergaard is going to probably look for the strikeout pitch. He's the kind of guy that I think will be very excited to make the debut for this team who's looking to win. That's not typically how I go about my strikeout props. But again, if you're looking to get involved at a plus price, something to keep your eye on there with Thor. Mets, Braves. I'm excited for this. Now, the funny thing is, the last time they met, 
it felt like the Mets' season was on the line. The situation, though, now is is not as dire, I guess, for the Mets. They enter with a three-and-a-half-game lead, and they are the home team in this series. Feels like a nice opportunity for the Mets here to create a little bit of a of distance from Atlanta. Not going to run away with anything no matter what they do here in these games, but it would be nice to put this one in the appropriate column. Carrasco starts it off against Kyle Wright. He does so as a minus-120 favorite on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Is this the game where the Mets look like they have the value to you? I, it does. Minus-120 price here. I'll take that value tonight. And here's the reason why. If we take a look at Kyle Wright, who's been a very good pitcher here, good young pitcher in 2022. XFIP over the last 30 days makes a lot of sense, 3.61. But let's take a look at the splits here for us. Kyle Wright's a right-handed pitcher. Take a look at this. This is pretty rare. Uh, right-handed batters for a righty, 29 that he's faced over the past 30 days. Absolutely filthy. A 120 weighted on base percentage and a zero ISO power number. But how about this? 81 left-handed batters have lined up against Kyle Wright and have gotten the best of him over the past 30 days, Kevin. A 368 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 237. Why is that important? Five to six left-handed batters expected in the lineup tonight for the Mets. If we flip it over here and take a look at that Atlanta lineup, which does look good and has had hit and has had some success against right-handed pitching over the last 30 days, Carrasco, he's been good at an XFIP under four. How about this? Left-handed batters, a 147 ISO power number with a zero ISO. So almost the exact opposite of what we were just talking to with Wright. Now, he does have a slightly elevated weighted on base percentage to right-handed batters coming in at a 358, but his ISO power number is below a 1 at an 074. I think the Mets are the right play in this game, and I think they can get the right from the left-hand side. I'll lay that short price of minus 120 with the Mets tonight as they take on the Atlanta Braves. Not a bad look there. This is going to be a fun game to follow. Uh, Carrasco, by the way, had one start against these uh, Atlanta Braves and was fantastic. Now, uh, it was a, a little bit earlier in the season, but it was eight innings of scoreless baseball for Carrasco. Just a lot of success. He's been a very good pitcher at City Field this year. Maybe lean a little bit on that home field edge and a minus 120 number with your breakdown. Jumps off of the page. Rays, Tigers, man, you want to talk about uh, not a sexy matchup. Uh, I think that's kind of what you see here with, with Rays, Tigers. But an eight and a half total with Detroit means we've got bad pitchers on the mound. How yeah. bad? Bad enough for an over? Yes, and that's exactly where I'm looking. One of those games that gets me excited. Usually it's like, hey, Colorado's playing the Dodgers in Coors. Give me that over. Well, you're going to have to pay an expensive price for it, which we did yesterday on a team total. How about those Mets, K-Dub? Five and a half minus 115. Uh -huh. I don't care. I'm taking it. And they end up cashing in that ticket. But when you look at the opposite end of the spectrum today with both of these teams, we don't think offense when we think of these two. But certainly today, we're not thinking pitching either. Springs will be the left-handed starter on the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays at 522 XFIP over the past month of the season to left Left-handed batters, which he's a lefty, Kevin. 380 weighted on base percentage. That's not going to get it done. To righties, how about this? A 401 through 43 batters and a 317 ISO power number. We flip it over here, and how does the Tampa Bay Rays stack up against Hutchinson? Very well also. A 5X fit for him over the past 30 days. A low strikeout rate and struggling with left-handed batters, which it looks like today in the lineup, one, two, three, four, maybe as many as five left-handed batters. It's one that most people would stay away from, but if I can get Tampa Bay outside of the trop with two bad pitches, I'm going to lean on offense, and that's where I'm going tonight. I think we do have an over and play. Now, keep in mind, I'm not so sure if this game actually plays. Rain in the forecast all night long, so okay. keep an eye on that one. But if it does play, I think it gets over. 
All right, certainly something to follow then. And it was an eight, by the way, so it moved up a little bit towards the eight and a half. If you want to get involved with team totals, it's a four and a half on Tampa Bay. Look, that Detroit team is never going to be booked too strong. It's three and a half, but it's plus 108 towards the over there because, again, it's that Tigers lineup. They just don't jump off of the page in the same way. Red Sox-Royals. Yesterday, uh, we saw the Red Sox try and pull out a sweep against Houston Uh, And Trey Mancini homered in his first game as an Astro. Uh, And they didn't really look back there. 6-1 final for the Strohs. We've got now the Red Sox starting a fresh series, a a trying-to-compete Boston team. This is kind of a perfect spot for you here. You're a road favorite because Kansas City's terrible and have traded off really uh, most of their meaningful pieces. Pivetta, minus 135 range here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Are we backing a Boston team that really didn't sell? I don't know. Maybe a plus 116 might be in the oh cards for the Kansas City Royals and why it makes sense here. Let's take a look at Bubich on the mound, the lefty. Now, he's got torched, or getting torched, I should say, over the past month from left-handed batters. A 401 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 286. But if you look at the lineup tonight, we're probably only getting as many as two left-handed bats in the lineup for those Red Sox. Now, right-handed batters for Bubich over the last 30 days, he's faced 102 batters, Kevin. 271 weighted on base percentage and an ISO of 154. And if we flip it over to Nick Pavetta here, not exactly a stopper on the mound. Last 30 days, a five and a half XFIP number, not striking out a lot of guys, putting too many guys on base via the walk. And how about this? You'll like these numbers. Lefties, do you want a piece of Pavetta? How about this? A 504 weighted on base percentage through 50 batters with an ISO of 341. Right-handed batters, you want a piece of Pavetta? Go have it. A 403 weighted on base percentage, and an ISO of 219. Now, again, you're right. It's not a great lineup for Kansas City, but dare I say, the Royals have the pitching matchup tonight in their favor. I'll take the plus money price. Certainly something for us to keep our eye on. Listen, that Red Sox uh, group is not necessarily one that inspires maybe the level of confidence uh, that you would think for a team going up against these Kansas City Royals uh, but they just don't have the arms. Again, Pavetta's what, their second-best pitcher? I mean, that ERA is at a four-and-a-half, right? So they, they are a vulnerable team in that respect there. Uh, one other game I want to just mention quickly here before we hit a break is uh, Justin Verlander's on the mound today against the Cleveland Guardians. For those that are, are not paying uh, super close attention to the awards races, uh, you have a Justin Verlander plus 155 price now in the AL Cy Young race and has jumped McClanahan as the favorite. And a lot of those advanced numbers that initially had shined a bright light on McClanahan have started to swing towards Verlander's favorite. McClanahan, uh, I think, had a tough first outing post-All-Star break, and Verlander has continued to be nails. That, to me, Donnie, again, obviously the game-to-game is fascinating. How good can Verlander be today to potentially push up his AL Cy Young number? Yeah, he can be good, and he, we expect him to be good. But take a look at this, though. If we take a look at the Cleveland batters over the past 30 days, they've hit very well against right-handed pitching. If we take a look at Quan 371, Rosario, 333, Ramirez, 325, Naylor, 338, Jimenez, 380, Jones, 364, Molly, 371. So maybe he's going to get a little bit of pushback tonight, but you're right. Him taking over the lead now in the AL Cy Young. The extra credit, Kevin, as we like to say. Tampa, not so good this year. Houston Astros trying for that number one overall seed in the AL. That McClanahan rough outing came at the hands, though, of these Cleveland Guardians. So, as Donnie said, do not yeah. sleep on that lineup. And don't sleep on Listen Up. We close it out right here. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Last segment of the day right here for the early line. Series 6 channel 159 right here on the Sports Grid Network. Kevin and myself always putting in that time from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it off to Ben Stevens in the morning after and the rest of your Sports Grid entertainment throughout the day. Now, we got NFL football tonight. Can you believe it? The long, cold winter is finally over where we haven't seen anything since the Super Bowl, and now we're ready to go. And we have the Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I'm going to tell you why the NFL is still in a lose-lose situation. So listen up. Ah, yes. As we turn our attention back to the football field, the Raiders and the Jaguars with a two and a half point spread and a total that's crept up now, guys, from 29 and a half to 30 and a half, just in the length of this morning's show on the early line. But that's not what we're talking about here in the NFL today as we celebrate football being back. It's the fact that the NFL said, oh, no, 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 no. We are not allowing a six-game suspension here for Deshaun Watson. And quite frankly, the NFL was tipped off as early as some say in June about what the length of this suspension was going to be, which maybe they knew sooner than later that the six-game suspension was coming down and they had plenty of room to get ready for this and time to have their answer. Now, they are going to appeal the process and eventually it's going to come down to Roger Goodell as what is going to happen. But let's also remind ourselves, nobody wins in this situation. The Browns don't win. The NFL doesn't win. The fans don't win all the way around because it's a terrible situation that the NFL is actually in when what is enough? Six games clearly wasn't. The public wasn't going to allow that to happen, and Roger Goodell certainly knew that. Even though it was an independent arbitrator that the NFL and the NFLPA said was going to be okay, we'll abide by this decision, but it comes down to Roger Goodell is the end-all, be-all on you know punishments here in the NFL, and he's going to strike that anvil, and quite frankly, he should. 
So the lose-lose situation is if you give Deshaun a 12-game suspension or a 17-game suspension, it's still a stain on the NFL. And how can they come up with this and get through it? Well, football's back on the field, and that heals it all. Guys, make sure you stay tuned right now for Ben Stevens in the morning after right here on The Grid. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.